I don't even know what podcast this is. I think this is the 13th one. So it's I started uh, first thing this year. Yeah. And I'm on my 13th now. Mm-hmm. And you're not the first woman. You're the third. Oh, wow. Lucky third. <laughs> <laughs> um, lucky eighth. I like eights. But um, guys, I am here with Rosamina Bold. And she is a, an art nude model. That's yeah. what I would call your title or you yeah. call yourself that right now. But she's more than that. <laughs> um, she's a poet as well. I want to talk yeah. about her writing skills in a, later down this podcast, actually. Um, and we shot in 2014. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I met you on... Um, I'm pretty sure I met you on Model Mayhem. yeah. You send me a message to Model Mayhem. Yeah, so let's talk about Model Mayhem to <laughs> kick off the show because I've been using that site for, well, since then. I think yeah. you were one of the first girls that I reached yeah. out to. Um, and I sort of I've stopped using it only because of the, it hasn't changed since I started using it. And I yeah. sort of get a bad vibe from like maybe a predatory vibe. That there's like there's a lot some of, like that, I guess, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like there's a lot of young girls on there who want to be models, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just starting out. And if you read their um, their descriptions, they always seem to say stuff like, I'm just new and I'm starting out. Mm-hmm. I have no portfolio. I'm willing to do this and that and everything. And it's like, wow, that's even scarier that they're, you know, they're not like tough saying... Um, you have to pay or they're not saying, I won't do this. Yeah, they're, they're, right. Because they're starting out, they've written something that's so soft mm-hmm. and that scares me even more because I know there's a lot of creeper photographers out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on that? Like you're obviously on there and you use Model Mayhem primarily, you think, to get... Um, yeah, Page I used shoots. to use primarily, but now I get lots of offers, offers through um, Instagram and Facebook, okay. and then I like constantly work with people I worked with in the past, so, yeah, so I don't rely returned. on Model Mayhem yeah. anymore. But I rely on it more when I'm traveling. Oh, okay, so but it still I put works a cast, for you. Yeah, I put like a casting call, like travel that is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so would, it, would you say that Model Mayhem as um, a service for you, hasn't grown? It's just been sort of the same since the start? Like maybe in the start you got X amount of work from it or contacts from it and it's still the same now? It hasn't over the years, it didn't... You don't it get. It has been growing It has grown. So you do get more always. and more messages through I Model Mayhem? Yeah, still do, yep. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think it's a mix. It's really a mix of everyone. There are lots of professionals as well. So there still are professionals um, yeah. using it? Yeah, a lot of professionals. But they don't use it as a primary, you know, tool it, it, They just to, have a listing on there. Yeah. Or they, they message, like, models that they really like. And then yeah. we communicate and we shoot, for I example. think it works for the traveling model. Or even agencies, they use it as well. Agencies or like, using or even, it? Okay. like, celebrity photographer. This guy called... I can't remember. Um, some, I can't remember this <laughs> famous photographer. Hmm. He's... Um, his team contacted me okay. as well. Like he's coming to Sydney and yeah, and I look, looked looked up and he's pretty famous. Like okay. he, has, he does like exhibitions around the world mm. everywhere and stuff like that. But there are a lot of amateurs and 
I mean, there's no other there's no <sighs> other site quite like it. Yeah. So I suppose so it's like there's no competition. Everyone really leads everyone. Yeah. I it just yeah. I just I just personally feel like from a from a design point of view, I wish it was better. Yeah. Like I wish it. I wish it displayed. There's a lot of technical issues. Yeah, there's that. There's that. And it feels old, you know, when you're messaging people. The system feels really old. But also, I don't think it displays the photography as nicely and cleanly as it could. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got a folio full of work, you want it to be displayed really nicely. But I don't think it does too well. But I think also um, the professionals, like professional photographers as well, they don't really take it that seriously. So they don't upload their whole portfolio they just not. have like five photos and then That's website it. and biography yeah um but yeah it's more like the amateurs but not the beginners mm. with years few years of experience that use model mayhem as a primary yeah yep. or some professional photographers but yeah they they put post like lots of photos mm. they have like 500 photos or something like that yeah yeah Obviously, yeah. So they're more just like, I suppose as a business, it doesn't hurt to have, you know, representation in different mediums to attract different markets. I understand that. Also, the professionals who doesn't have a lot of Instagram followers. Yeah. They need to use Model Mayhem. Yeah. I mean, um, for for me, it was a good place to start. Do you know what I mean? Like for me as a photographer looking for models who, um, it's interesting because, you know, you, you work with a model who knows how to model. And she's instantly going to make your photos better mm-hmm. because she'll do some poses and stuff that you would not have been able to direct maybe. Yeah. But then if you're a starting out photographer working out with a starting out model, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to get good shots. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you've got, you got a girl who's awkward and a guy who's awkward. And yeah. it's just like, oh my God, it doesn't, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. So I remember there was a bit of that going on too in the beginning, you know, like, as a photographer as well, I got thrown into girls that don't turn up for shoots or girls that are late. Oh, that or happens all the time. Right. Here, and yeah. even if you're a professional, it still sort of happens. Mm-hmm. Like shit happens. You know, yeah. in that, that sort of... Um, and then it gets to a point where... Um, I don't know if, in, if it's worth talking about, but it gets to a point where should I be charging or should the... Yeah. It gets really weird at the end when mm-hmm. photographers become professional photographers and models become professional. Mm-hmm. Um, Dep- I guess it depends on who wants to shoot with who more and who will yeah. take and who benefits who more who yeah. benefits more maybe exactly. and and that's yeah. why and, and I mean that's also a topic in itself like like we do it for art but we also have this want to get more recognition mm-hmm. and more I mean obviously like because you went from shooting just more street style yeah, that was when I my first blog. met you. Yeah, it was and like, portraits. So when I met, uh, met met you, you were running your own blog. What was it? It wasn't MySpace. It was some on Google Blogspot. Blogspot. Yeah, yeah. Like it was something where a lot of bloggers were using it. Maybe a lot of foodie bloggers were using it back then. Maybe yeah. But I remember checking it out, and no, you had these good. photos, <laughs> and you had this writing, and it was all like written pretty badly. The but photos are pretty good, I think. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, you yeah. were you already had a a style in that you had a theme going on. Yeah, I had an in-house photographer. So it was well. very uh, okay. So you, so you know how you know how su- they sort of say that the best Instagram accounts are the ones that are consistent Mm -hmm. like you can just look at it and it all from a distance all the photos kind of look the same yeah you had that style going on already maybe with japanese culture 
a little uh, bit of that. Yeah, you mean the style? Of yeah, my maybe clothes? the clothes you're yeah. wearing. I thought yeah. was really like you know that Asian street style mm-hmm. where they mix up. Um, Asian street style is almost like, um, uh, what do they call it? Theatrical. Yeah, I love that. It's almost yeah. theatrical. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it almost looks like um, something you should wear on stage yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like fantasy. So, yeah, I wore like a mix of Japanese designers, Harajuku street clothes. Well, Harajuku, with there Australian you go. designers as well. Yeah. Like Alice McCall and... And you doll baby, you know, at the time, Shakuhachi and all that. So you you weren't into nude photography yet? Um, Yeah, so what happened was I I had always wanted to write a fashion blog, but I didn't Mm. know how and was always like busy living here on my own abroad and working and studying and stuff like Mm. that. But um, yeah, I finally started one and a friend of mine was helping me out in a cafe, like to... Like, fix the technical issues with Blogspot. Ah, so you met someone at a work situation that could help you out? Um, He was my friend that could help me out with the website stuff, but he also takes photos, so he Ah, took some photos for me. But anyway, when we were at the coffee shop, there was a guy who was, like, staring at me, and I just thought, like, it was just, like, being a creep. But then in the same cafe, it was a week after, just before I flew out to Japan for yeah. the first time, the guy, the same guy approached me, the guy who was staring at me, and he introduced himself um, as a photographer, as this French photographer um, in Sydney for like three months, and a graphic okay. designer working here for just for three months. He said, I really like your look. Wow. And I think you're writing a fashion blog I overheard. Ah, um, you've been creeping. <laughs> so I would, um, I would love to shoot for your blog and if you model for me, for my personal stuff. Okay. And yeah, he was into portraits and art, like art. And, but I don't really do nude with him, but more like kind of implied and half nude and boudoir. Right. So, so he started getting you into going from street, which you did a so lot. We did you both. did a lot of street. We did yeah. both. Okay. But lots of portraits, like creative shoots as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I came back from Japan, contacted him back, and we worked together for like three months, quite okay. a long time. So that gave you time. experience. But then, I mean, it's where do you go from like doing photography like that and not many people seeing it to literally saying out, outright that you're an art nude model and you're comfortable with representing yourself like that in public? Like it takes, it takes guts, you know what I mean? So it's like, wh- what was the transition like? Like, that was one photographer and then... So, yeah, so he w- had to go back to France. And mm. then, but in the meantime, I had a f- I set up a Facebook page, which was quite successful. I got lots of likes within three months. I had like 10K or whatever like okay. within three months. And then awesome. um, lots of Sydney street photographers also contacted me through yeah. my Facebook page. They're quite active on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, photographers also, they're quite active on Facebook. And um, yeah, I, think I started I like that. Like you, you even like really early days. You even did a workshop or something where you went out with a lot of photographers. Oh uh, yeah. In one day. Yeah. Yep. I, I worked mean, it's with like a three year. Yeah, but it's almost like you're that kind of model. Like I shoot a lot of girls, mm-hmm. and if I was to think of a situation where I would have a workshop with one model, where I would have a bunch of photographers, and I'd have one model that would you know. Yeah. make sure that they walk away with some amazing shots. It would have to be you. Yeah. Like, I just can't... I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. of models that wouldn't. Yeah. Um, 
take on the gig with confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have that confidence now, but you didn't always have it. So it's interesting. Like With nudity, I guess, yeah, because I've shot pretty much nude with you first. Mm, right? Maybe, I don't know. It was like half. Covered up. Yeah. It was definitely more nude than I shot with my first photographer. Mm. So, yeah, that I was then a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, how do you go from being uncomfortable with your body to not only being comfortable in front of a lens, but then being com- comfortable with it in public? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, a di- for, me, for me to go completely nude in a photo, mm-hmm. um, I'd have to make a decision to do it. And mm-hmm. sure, once I did, I think I'd be fine. I think I was but quite comfortable. Obviously, not as comfortable as now. Yeah. And I think actually I was more comfortable with the first photograph done with you because, like, that was the time when, I, when I shot with you, mm. I had put a lot of weight on, and like, <laughs> it was a kind of stressful time of my life, and I was working a lot. And but I mean, and if then I just met you and if you're an art really nude model, personality. I wasn't the art model model then. Right. Because so. that's, that, that's, so, that's something that I love. Like, I love shooting stretch marks and... You know what I mean? It's like, for yeah. me, it's like, it's always about finding angles and yeah. curves. And so when girls message me and say, oh, can I postpone the shoot because I ate too much last night? I'm <laughs> like, no, yeah. because you know what I mean? Like, I'll shoot people how they are. But I, I get that. Like, um, I think it was mid last year that you started getting really fit, like you had a personal trainer, I think. Oh, and you were actually started doing the personal trainer thing after, pretty much after our first shoot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's been ages ago then. That was 2014, so 2015. So you've yeah. been doing that for it's years. Like, it was on and off with him, but yeah. But, but that's the thing, like your body fluctuates and it's never the same in our shoots, I think. Mm-hmm. Whether it's bruises or, or, yeah, <laughs> or so, when I first started shooting, I was quite slim, and then yeah, the French photographer got left, and people contacted me on Facebook page, and then he advised me to sign up for Model Mayhem. Right. And I signed up and forgot about it, and checked it after like a month or two, and there were lots of offers, including I think your message. Yeah. So you're that's yeah. So I met you pretty much in the beginning of it all, but you were going to Japan. Or something like that. So we shot after maybe like a um, couple months since since I signed up for Model Mayhem. So yeah, yeah so I was pretty still much pretty early on. New. Yeah, but I think, I think I was as well. Like yeah. I think you were definitely one of the first girls I shot, and um, you're probably one of the most like we've probably shot the most yeah. out of any of the girls I've shot with too, and. I think in terms of um, my artistic merit as an mm-hmm. artist, mm-hmm. I think we've created the most pure yeah. photography. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've had people that are actual professional photographers talk about our work mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of the time I'll shoot a girl and won't get those kind of comments. Yeah. I get different kind of comments, you know. So I think people see a connect in, mm-hmm. in our work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as well that a lot of girls that are starting to understand modeling start to understand yeah. you as a model more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people might look at art models in general as being that they throw us in the arty farty yeah. basket, <laughs> which is like, 
to them that must be quite daggy or something. Like they yeah. must think a bunch of arty farts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they they discount it because maybe um, they think it's too extreme or whatever. They just don't get it. Or? Yeah. Mm. But I think um, it's interesting for me to see um, the models that I shoot are quite young and a lot of them because everyone starts out somewhere yeah you know what i mean and i try my best to be as as me as i can Mm -hmm. in the first shoot the second shoot but then it's interesting to see more more and more models be inspired by your kind of the shapes that you make and but but it is interesting do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because that's when like um like i wanted to talk about um how you've grown from someone who was a lot quieter and mousier before to now <laughs> I saw on your Instagram, I think that you were, someone wrote a nasty message to you, you screen grabbed it and then you mm-hmm. put it up for conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and that's complete opposite to someone who's mousy and quiet. Like it's mm, the complete opposite. Think, yeah. Well, I don't think I was ever mousy and quiet actually, but I just, I was always, I've always been like, um, I, don't I think, think I've always a, been a fighter. But I don't think the aggression ever came out before. It was more intrigue It, it always did, but it just, I guess, because English wasn't my first language. Mm. I didn't know. You didn't like know how to express yourself as well. I didn't know how to well. express myself right, and I didn't want to embarrass myself. But, um, yeah. yeah, if someone did that to me, well, but I didn't have many followers then before, or I didn't, yeah. I wasn't even on Instagram before, but yeah. if someone did, did that to me on Facebook, for instance, I would have replied to him. At least. At least. I okay. would have fought, but may- maybe I wouldn't have known how to get my point right. Like, get my point across and, you know, publicly post. Well, this English, last this so. last guy, you went, you chopped his head off. Like, you you chopped it off. You know what I mean? Like, you, you called him a cunt a few times. And that's, you know, that's a strong word, okay? Like, like we, I get in trouble for saying that word. But, like... I think you called him a cunt three times in the post. <laughs> so, I mean, when I read that, I was like, wow, wow. You know, and, 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 and I was all for it. But it's interesting as well to read people that they have your back. Well, but they don't really, okay? Because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people like they just follow you and they're big fans of yours. But mm-hmm. they probably maybe don't expect that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they think you're this sweet little girl because you're so <laughs> tiny, right? Especially if you met met you in real life, you wouldn't expect a really angry little girl like that. <laughs> but it's just like like it was so it was so strong. And then you have people who are also, in my opinion, dumb cunts. Well, they're not as dumb as the original <laughs> poster, but they're they're almost like just saying to you, "Hey, don't worry about it. Like, just uh. don't even talk about it. Like, what are you what are you doing talking about it? Just chill." And but. Then if you're a fighter, that's nearly impossible mm-hmm. to just sweep it under the rug because of one day you'll just explode yeah. or blow up, right? <laughs> yeah. So 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 do you find that like do you find that like when you're real like that, when you have to express yourself without too much thinking? Because you know, if you overthink things, next thing you know you're not even writing. Yeah. So do you find that that is a necessity for you in life just to to express myself like that. Yeah, because it's it's I like venting, so. right? I it's do. Kinda, it is yeah. venting, but it's like a re- for me, it's like a, when I do it, it's like I release a pressure valve. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm like in Tokyo, like pressure. Yeah, I can't get it out of mind otherwise. Right. So, do you feel like when you do it, sometimes you get even more shit? 
and it becomes so difficult sometimes because you, you get so much, it just keeps going and going? Or do you still feel it's better to do it's it? It's definitely better to do it. I'm pretty calm. Like, um, <laughs> I think last few years, <laughs> I was still pretty calm. I think, yeah, like last few years, I definitely, I used to have more temper when I was younger, you know, but <laughs> That's I don't have to, right. like, I'm very calm now. But I feel like if, if someone like finds me in the face, I'm still calm, but I would fight back, but I'm still calm. Like I don't lose my temper that mm. easily, but even when I'm fighting, I'm calm. I'm just thinking about what if someone says something, I'm just thinking about my next move, have to express myself right. And yeah, I think, but I really want to like, I want to keep fighting and because I, I want to create more awareness. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I'm all for the fairness and justice and Is that I just want to keep creating more and more like awareness. I want people to understand. I like you know? it. Is this becoming your, <laughs> is this becoming your, um, like I, I like to call it like, uh, there's a few ways of looking at it. One is like, uh, is this the reason why you're on the planet? That's a big question. That's you know what I mean? It's like, well, what the <laughs> fuck is it? You know. Then, but but if you don't want to get that deep, I suppose you can look at like um, an umbrella philosophy, like your philosophy in life, but not like something so specific, something that is umbrella, like all encompassing. Mm -hmm. So is that is that what it is? This is you're starting to manifest <laughs> your manifesto. You're starting to you're starting to create this. Um, why am I doing all of this shit? Oh, it's all starting to fit into this. Yeah, I think I've actually always been like that, you know, ever since I was little. Like, like I've always, um, yeah, just like fighting for the, for the, you know, justice and the fairness of everything. Like, like ever since I was a little girl, like in the kindergarten, like boys who like beat up girls, they bully them. I so fight with them. And like, I've never been a girl who cry. I fight the boys back and... Just anything unfair I see, like, I, I want to fix it. <laughs> like, is that, um, I mean, I know that I had some of that stuff growing up, but obviously mm. Mongolia was completely different to Sydney, so, but I wouldn't have a clue. Like, what was, was it difficult in Mongolia? Like, yeah, you definitely, like, definitely had to, I definitely had to be tough to grow up in Mongolia. Yeah, and, and why is that? Because I think... Like, even in kindergarten, right, I think people didn't really tell their kids, like, the boys or something. It's not right to hit girls. So there was no I think modern... people were also busy working and didn't... Because it's, like, second world country. And after mm. 1990s, when I was little, it was really hard times because there's a massive um, economical... Um, this what, what just like what, Unsta just a huge and instability, yeah, instability. Okay. Yes, yeah. so that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, because uh, Mongolia was communist until 1990. I was born in 91, and from 1990, it was democratic. So it's just it was chaos. So when I was like five in kindergarten, it's 1996. I guess everyone was just struggling to survive. Right. Let alone you know um, raise your kids right. Mm. And Mongolian culture is quite. It's all about the warrior spirit and quite violent in nature yeah, so it really shapes, <laughs> it's in everybody's it really blood yeah. so yeah i get I, I get that vibe even though i know nothing about mongolia yeah. i still get the vibe that there's some war shit going on you know yeah. and, that, and that sets the tone and um the culture is really embedded in that yeah so that's that's interesting so how did you get out of there um, i mean how did that happen because i don't think you'd be doing what you're doing now if you were over there 
Yeah, so I've I've always wanted to go abroad and yeah, build my own life and um you know yeah, live live and travel and Did you have art influences when you were over there? Yeah, ever since I was little. I just my pa- grandparents traveled a lot for work and my parents traveled. My parents travel quite a lot as well for work. Mm. So and I've always been a big reader. My parents are big readers. Ah, yeah, you do read a lot. Read and I watched a lot of films. And so I always had the wanderlust. So I was really curious about... You um, found that through books. Because I know you read, like... (sighs) True books. The whole the leader thing that you have. Like, (laughs) you know, there's always... At the classic photo of you reading that book on a bus or a train or yeah. something. It's like, <laughs> it's like that, that is like a, it's a cliche done thing, mm-hmm. that image of um, a girl liking that kind of written word or that kind of situation, that sort of taboo, taboo and sexuality and soft lingerie. You know, it's really image rich, mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. But like, what is it about that? that you like, that culture, that taboo sort of culture? Um, I'm not really in for the taboo. I did, I, Lolita is one of my favorite books. It's really well written. So I there's love how well. So there's technicality. I love how um, yeah, Vladimir Nabokov writes. I love his writing style. Mm. I think it's a great work of literature. But I, um, but yeah, I, I imagine I recommend it would be you better than the movie. <laughs> the movie you know? is amazing too. But... Okay. I I just call myself Lolita because what it means to me is that I just want to have the young spirit forever in me because Lolita as he describes she's a nymph that's why she's he's attracted to younger girls I mean children like that's I'm not like in any way approving that of course whatsoever. not we don't have to go there but with this podcast <laughs> how, he speaking, that, yeah. um, how he says is that how he says is just the reason why he's attracted to her is that he's so sick of the stressed, um, angry and worn out middle-aged woman. He right. has almost that he's hatred. He's like a little boy He himself. has hatred for and them. Yeah, I get because you. Because he had a, when he was a boy, his first love was this beautiful, honey-eyed, you know, soft-skinned, beautiful girl. And, mm. and she died and then he just traumatized him. And he's like stuck with that memory. So when he grew up, he's he was still attracted to girls like that. But you know, and that's why he wrote that. Not the writer. The oh, writer is not a pedophile at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even American. The guy in the movie. Yeah. In the book. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the. But um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because guys are always more in touch with their inner boy. Yeah, but there are a lot of speaking. girls like me as well. I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm in very, I'm very in touch with my girlhood as well, and yeah. I never truly want to grow up. I always want yeah. to be young and free and but exploring and open-minded. Like that's you, what it means with to you, me. It's almost like you've got a really overly flirtatious nature about you so too. Like you actually love <laughs> flirting. Like as a human being, I think you I don't think, think it's just natural. Well, you, well, yeah, but you don't. You're not one of those people that think flirting is a dirty word. There mm-hmm. are people out there that think flirting is not good. I think that's another topic. Like, <laughs> it's a huge topic. <laughs> it's a huge topic, but it's like it's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, like, I'm a I'm a big fan of certain um, 
speakers on YouTube that have podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Jordan Peterson's this one guy. He's a psychiatrist, I think, and uh, right. works at a university in Canada. And all of his lectures are free. Mm-hmm. And I really like a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them, I feel like, oh, he's talking about me. Yeah. That's me, <laughs> you know? And I sit there and I nod my head. I'm like, I've got to listen to this guy. I'm going to get further in life. But then it, the more I dig... There's other videos where he's also talking about me, <laughs> but he's like, no, 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 yeah. no, that's bad. Like he's like, casual sex is bad and flirtation is natural but bad. And w- it's interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, that's someone that I really love their views. Yeah. But then I also really hate their views. Mm-hmm. So it's confusing. There's not like one person that says what's right and wrong. In the yeah. end, we still have to decide for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But that whole flirtation thing is, it's almost getting. St- scary to do it like the world is getting so serious now that it's mm-hmm. like um i think in in some workplaces if you see a, uh two people flirting with each other or having an affair yeah you have to report them to hr oh my god and get them fired oh well it doesn't work that way luckily in my in my current industry <laughs> hospitality that's pretty loose <laughs> yeah and, and this is the thing okay so the funny thing is right with hospitality, I've felt... It's more fun that way. Well, yeah, but I've felt in my whole life that hospitality was just a whole lot of really rude people at the bar. Oh. That in my in my sort of nightclubbing life, like the bar was always the shit experience of the night because mm-hmm. you just want to keep, keep partying, yeah. but then you've got to queue up all for fucking ages. You get to the front, finally, it's like, get me my fucking drinks, get out so I can go back to the party. Mm-hmm. So that was always hospitality to me, but your hospitality is really different. Because you're almost like hostess in. Well, hospitality has grown a lot since then. I guess now it's it's like it's industry where it provides full career now. You know, people have actually full career in hospitality. That's cool. Yeah. But I I recognize that. I recognize that um, when I started shooting you more and more, people actually said, "Hey, that's that girl from Uncle Ming's, right?" Yeah. So it's kind of interesting for me to see that the photography transcended because the people who would check out our photography mm-hmm. would be more likely to go to a cool bar like that mm-hmm. as opposed to the yeah, corner Yeah, it bar. really um, works hand in hand. Don't you think? Yeah, so it's funny now. Like I can't even remember peop- how peop- some people know me. Like It's either from photography, from the bar, right. like which bar and like... But that's lucky, right? It's like almost like we go through life trying to connect the dots. Yeah. But sometimes it just falls into place like it's that. It's true, yeah. Because I remember rocking up there for the first time and I had a great night and yeah. I kind of knew that I was going to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like just from hearing stories about... Had lots place. of whiskey apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like 18 whiskey apples or something. Well, order. we brought a crew. Was, we were like yeah, a we 20 a people. And I had um, Kasha from New York was with yeah, me. So and it was a Jess. good night. Jess was there too. The girls had like vodka. I don't even remember your orders. Like vodka, cranberry and vodka apple, the girls. Yeah, and then all the guys like there. whiskey apples. Had like two big trays of drinks. But it was just, it was, a, it was a fun night. And it was like one of those situations where, you know, I'd heard so much about this place. Yeah. And I and, and I'd pictured you in this place. And you never know. In your head, it's like, okay, a bar and friends. I don't know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But when we were there, it was kind of like, it all made sense. Yeah. Cool staff, nice. cool music, cool vibes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a rarity to to connect work with your hobbies. 
Yeah. You know, and have that kind of vibe going through or throughout. Like, I think a lot of people are like more like Batman or Superman or something where they, they, they pretend they're something all day. Oh, yeah. And then they take it all off and become <laughs> the superhero at night. You know what I mean? I think yeah. there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. But I think you and I are a little bit more transparent like that. Yeah. In our everyday job, we're still the same as we are when we're doing our hobbies and stuff. Yeah. I still wish people were more open-minded about nude work and art, art nude photography and understand that um, mm. nude art has always been it's always in been. the history of art. Like, yeah. Even the hospitality is quite open-minded and Lou's still one of my bar jobs. Like I was, they never like featured me on their Instagram or anything like that. I think it's, it was solely because of the art network which is a shame well, because it, all it, my it, customers were a fan of my work and they yeah. knew and, and they're it, like why aren't you on their page and yeah like, it's almost embarrassing and it was like, like one of the reasons why they hired me because mm. of you know but imagine if um, you were a lawyer or if or but it's finance. a cocktail <laughs> i know but law. that's even worse i know i know but i that, think exactly. the owners were a bit conservative unfortunately yeah, but so. that's that's funny. Like you know, I I yeah. know people who are really at the top ladder of what they do. You mm-hmm. know, I know people who are at the best of the best. Mm-hmm. But they complain to me a lot about other people <laughs> within their industries. Yeah, and I'm like, you got to look outside of your industry because mm-hmm. the people in the industry, if you're at the top, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are jealous of you. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are biting at your ankles, waiting for their turn. Mm-hmm. So w- when you're climbing, it's more fun because yeah. you got to fight. You gotta <laughs> fight, right? And we love fighting as well, right? We're lovers, but we're also fighters. But it's like when you get to the top, you're screwed because everyone wants a piece of you. Yeah. And it's lonely at the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I always remind people, just don't forget that, you know, when you're successful, that's when the haters will come. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't mean to be haters, they just wanna have their turn. They yeah. just wanna take over. They're sick of seeing you. <laughs> uh. But, yeah. but this whole, um, this whole like, uh, where your respect and reputation lies is really interesting, like with the nude modeling, right? Mm-hmm. Because I cop it as a photographer. So when I started shooting nudes and stuff, and people, you know, they follow me on Facebook for whatever reason, yeah. they start to see that shit, you know, I've got a whole office behind me of people and they just saw a nude photo. Mm-hmm. So I can understand people freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then I had people who really are my friends, like people who've known me for a long time yeah. as more of a graphic designer or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Justin, are you sure you want to jeopardize your um, your career yeah. and everything you've done, you know, with posting nudes and, and stuff? And it's a tough question because I'm like, fuck, you're judging me on this well, shit? Well, let's hope that like in a couple hundred years it'll be completely normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, well no that's the thing like it, everyone has an opinion you know everyone yeah. worries you know if i post up a photo like the other day i had someone tell me that they know their sister's brother-in-law or something is a part of the law strike team that cracks down on people who do drugs and they're like justin don't post any more photos of you and drugs because you know unless you want someone knocking on your door i'd, I'd probably stop it 
Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, and you're talking about this? <laughs> yeah, because it's like, this is the thing, where, where does it stop? Like, I can't talk about it or I can't post. It's not, and it's like, no, you, it's not that you can't post. Yeah. You can post, but like, do you want the door knock or not? It's uh. up to you. And I'm kind of like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where does it go? Like, the stuff that you and I do mm-hmm. that actually is our livelihood, that yeah. makes us who we are, that makes us happy. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're being banned. I've got banned for 30 days. You've got to admit, 30 days is a long time. Yeah. Think about it. If you It's a crazy long time. Imagine, imagine if they just took down your Instagram, which they can. Mm-hmm. Boom, it's gone. Yeah. We, and you got to start again. really hard. To, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's ridiculous. Not, it's, not like we're, it's not like we're posting tits and ass to get heaps of likes. It's yeah. not like that. It's not like we're hashtagging... Hump day, na 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 na. Asian dreams, Asian gals. You know what I mean? We're not doing that. Yeah, even I, um, like a few months ago when I got featured on Volo with Varun, a cinematographer. Oh, so I posted on Facebook and it was, I forgot um, in one of the photos, like it was a bit of nipple going on there, but it was like beautiful. Oh, you forgot. It, was just, it really did. It was this beautiful art note in the nature right <laughs> yep. and like hundred something people like and like congratulations yeah. but there was one dickhead yeah. who actually reported and why are you even on my Facebook then well, yeah. why are you my friend I know. and then my I know. like this beautiful my post <laughs> that had to be hidden I <laughs> that I wanted to share with my friends know, look we got featured again with the same set we got featured in two magazines and that was really and all the people that commented happy, you know? it's all so. wasted because the comment gets it all exactly gets it's like people are there a majority, you can, it's obvious, isn't it, to the rest of the world, yeah. that a majority of people were there to celebrate it, mm-hmm. but only took one person. And this is what's wrong with the world, right? Yeah. Because what, what happens when a minority starts to ban the majority? Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> like, shouldn't it be the other way around? But shouldn't it be like if you got a heaps of comments saying, oh, take it down? But it's actually probably that minority is actually the majority. They're just not your majority. You know what I mean? Oh, the minority well, that judging you are the majority of society, yeah, but I do, not I, I do the majority of your followers. Yeah. And and so. then you do wonder, like, okay, well, Facebook is meant to be kid-friendly and all this shit. So then it's like, man, but, you know, I don't have kids. But and if it's just <laughs> nude art, like nothing even sexual, why right. if can't even kids see it? Because it's, it's just human body. It's like... They you have bodies. They can they can see when they grow up how they will look like. I know, but people it's should be for comfortable them. with I, human I'm bodies. I'm with you, but they they try to draw a line. Uh. They try their best, and that line is so confusing. You know, like I think it's no bare bottoms. No, no bare bottoms. That's what I got banned for. Bare bottom. I think I just don't get it. Like it's so stupid. Like we are all born from a woman, and why can't we see a naked woman's body? Well, we are, we, you know, like we're revolving breastfed. Those kids have been breastfed. I they have it, seen I, I, breasts. I think this goes back to art again. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. So I why mean, can't they suddenly see it, other women's breasts? But yeah, it goes back to art again. Like for some reason you can see a vagina and a penis on an educational show where they show you how to clean your body. Yeah. Or, but for some reason, yeah. So the sexuality thing changes it, but then art really confuses it. So if you could just say that this is pornography... And this is art, and you could have a clear definition. I think the world would just be, everything would be fine. But I think there's no a there's no real way for everyone, every culture to sort of say, well, this is the line. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes that's. It's almost like I choose to live on the line. 
because it's so interesting. But even but you know those people who are reporting it, like they can obviously see there is nothing sexual. Some no, but art nude like, photos. Like, Why are they but, reporting? But because there's there's also <laughs> a new culture where if you win, like. It's almost like people are finding it hard to win uh, in life, okay? Yeah, <laughs> like the losers annoying. especially are finding it... The losers are especially finding it hard to win. So they've got to like dig really fucking deep yeah. and go really fucking low to find something where they can win. Mm-hmm. And they found it by trolling people. So trolls are like the lowest of the low, in my opinion. Trolls are just like either they're super immature and young kids and they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And one day they're going to realize, oh my God, I was a fuckwit when I was oh younger. God. You know what I mean? But if you're an older, mature person and you're trolling for the fun of it, sincerely, they need to get a life. Unfortunately, like they're really where unhappy I'm from, people. Mongolia. Yeah, I guess people are pretty unhappy there. Right? So they're it's easier very, to uh, take it out when someone's successful. People are just people just troll. Like, I feel so bad for famous people in Mongolia. Like, they just get abused, harassed in the comment sections. Do you reckon you'll people get there? Do you reckon you'll get B1? Yeah, I'm not scared, though. But, well, that's the thing. Like, Mongo- <laughs> I grew up Mongolia seeing, is like, so small and there's not many people. That, I would say that a majority of people out there can't even say one famous Mongolian person off the top of their heads, you know? If you one of them would on be the street, my mom. Well, there you go. So, do you reckon you'll out- overtake your mom? <laughs> I don't know, maybe, but I will get even more abused because of this art nude. But the, I, like, I, I, I think understand. that gives you. I think you can overtake it with that. Yeah, well, like yeah. as in terms of reach, there would be people that want to kill me. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, You'll it's have so, to have so bodyguards. That's good for your photo shoots. Having bodyguards is quite a good look. <laughs> <laughs> I had bodyguards <laughs> at some point because of because both my parents were journalists and because of something that my dad wrote. Um. We were at like dangerous situation, um, so oh. I was provided <laughs> bodyguards. It's like pretty it. cool, though. I like the image. Yeah, yeah, it's a good image. I can just imagine them in in army outfits and shit. That's a good image for you. They're very tall, very good-looking dudes, and and you I just have like, to be nude in between like them. 15. And that's the photo shoot right there. <laughs> no, I was at dance school, and like I was, like, yeah, it was really cool. And all the girls were like, oh wow, they're like so hot. Who are they? I'm like my bodyguards. They come and take my bag and stuff. I'm like. I, I, th- I think you're going <laughs> to... I mean, I think you ruffle feathers and I think this whole Mongolia aspect is really good. You know, like um, like Nanami, my, one of my best friends, is half Japanese and she really relies on that half Japanese thing to further her career. You know what I mean? She's Are you really sure you can talk about this now? <laughs> proud of it. Oh, she's really proud of it. Yeah, oh no, I've just brought up names. I shouldn't, yeah. right? But she's really proud of it and I think, like, you're the same yeah. with Mongolia. Like, you know, where me, I think was more uh, growing up in Australia, I was embarrassed to be Chinese, you know, Mm. it was was because of racism and stuff. But I think um, in retrospect, I'm still not that proud because Chinese still have a pretty bad name. You know what I mean? Who cares? You should still be proud. No, no, no. But it's not like Like super interesting to me. It's not super interesting to me like Mongolia, which is like, now that's more... I think China is really interesting. I'm really interested in China. Not to me. Not to me. It's great. Such rich history and art and yeah, culture. Yeah, not, 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 not to me. Like, I think, like, Japanese culture is so much is more interesting to me. You know, you know but that. But I think only because we don't know much about China. Yeah, know? true. That's why. True. Yeah. But, but there was no magnetism there for mm-hmm. me. Do you know what I mean? That's like, it. with Japanese culture, it was like, the first time I was there as a kid, I already knew. Yeah. Like, I go to the toy, de- toy department in the <laughs> department store and I already knew this was heaven, you know? Yeah. So, there was something automatic same yeah my dad went to japan when i was seven 
and so already, God, from like, an early age. All the photos and everything he brought just fascinated me. So. Yeah. Yeah. So where to where to next? Like r- wrap it up, but like where where are you gonna go from here? I mean, you're writing more. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're we're gonna make a book, which is great because yeah. we need to transcend mediums. Mm-hmm. And I think a book is always like a. You said yourself, you love books. Yeah, it's it's in line with the Lolita image as well because books are yeah. romantic to me. They're Actually, yeah, I wanted to add something to the Lolita, which I forgot. Um, mm. Yeah, also call like with the Lolita concept. Why I call myself Lolita is because Lolita is um, sexually premature girl. Like it, she was very sexual at yeah. a young age. Yeah, and that was me as well. Yeah. Okay. So I just had the sexual nature. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's something to be ashamed of. It's just people, different people, and some people are more sexual at early age, and some are not. You know, and um, I'm with you. For guys, my, it's never yeah. been a question. <laughs> my it's puberty never been an issue. started very early, and mm. yeah, um, and uh, and yeah, that I was like flirty and playful, and you know, I you would have given boys a hard young time age. <laughs> like from young age like that. Yeah. Yeah. And during my travels, one this Mongolian girl who is an artist, this amazing girl, she contacted me. We have the same name, which is Amina, Mongolian name. Okay. Hi Amina, if you're watching. That's cool. <laughs> she um she told me she's my she's fan of my work and she's been following me and she added me on Facebook and we talked. It was funny, it was so funny that we actually lived in the same apartment building at some point and wow. we actually knew each other from before and she was like, Oh yeah, that's you that Amina. Um, and our mothers met when they were both pregnant with us and the train from Russia to Mongolia. And her mom's a very famous artist and my mom's a famous writer. And she loves, she identifies herself as a Lolita as well, you know, forever That's young. That's really and, interesting. And yeah, and um, she, al- she also loves, well, she's an artist, she loves nude art and women's nude body and photography and stuff like that. And um, she she was like, what do you think if we open a Facebook group that's called Lolita? There are lots of girls yeah. like us. And yeah, sure. I'm like, wow, really? Because I don't know. I left home early. I was so surprised, you know. And she added me to the group and the girls. When, take, was, it? when take, was this? It's still happening now. Yeah, <laughs> that was wow, only a few months. Wow, okay, and okay. the girls are taking each other's photos. And she actually modeled. Okay. In one of them, she's like, you know, doing beautiful art nudes, bourgeois. I'm like, wow. And they're all the girls introduced themselves. They're all really cool young women. But they're all Mongolian. Yeah, all Mongolians, Holy artists, um, What's in the philosophers, and they all love literature. And everyone's been posting their nude photos and designers. And like, I but was like, like, I was thrilled. Specific. I was thrilled to meet this. Yeah, 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 young yeah. Woman, and this is you know? ridiculous like, for you because you thought like you're the only one. Yeah, and like they, that's why they love my work, and I'm so happy. And um, yeah, I can't wait to meet them. In that's person. crazy. Yeah, that's really um, very specific. It's really cool. Yeah, so that's awesome. So we have a group called Lilita. <laughs> it's secret group. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously it's secret, and everyone's gonna be wanting to get in. But you know, it's nice yeah. to have secret places. Yeah, it's nice to have that. You know, yeah. don't tell me about it or I'll talk about it all day long and expose it. That's what I'm shit at. <laughs> so, ne- for next, what's next for me is, mm. yeah, I really, I'm still working on my writing and I would really love to improve 
my writing skills. Yeah. I'd love to write more. And um, I've been saying to people that lately that writing is so important. Yeah. It's so important. Like you, you can realize you're good at A, B, and C, but if you can't write, yeah. it's a big block in the road. Yeah. So That's very true. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like I think a lot of people that I know that are finding some success in life now is because they studied writing or they did writing before. Yeah. Or they had a job that where they learned how to write. Mm-hmm. And I think writing, then next thing you know, you're better at speaking. Next thing you know, you're better at everything. Yeah. So I've noticed that your writing is, you're focusing on that. Yeah, thank you. So it's yeah, good. I'm working on my website. It will be like multiple blogs. There will be a lot of writing to do, which is great. Um, it will still be called rosedaydreams.com. It's coming along. Cool. Well, well, hopefully by May, before my birthday. Yeah. And I'm working on a book with you, yeah. and I'm also working with another book with a photographer called Joseph Joanna. Cool. He's a very good um, art and fashion photographer. And you're still shooting well. too. Yeah, and I'm still shooting. I'm also working on a big film project I'd expect for my that. parents cool. um, by Shooter Production. It's a film production okay. company okay. that my family owns. And awesome. um, it's called Princess Kutulung. So Princess what? Kutulung. Kutulung. Yeah. She's what one of the most famous Mongolian women in history. Nice. And I, do you play her? No, no. She's, <laughs> um, she's also, I think, one of very few female, like, marshals. Okay. Yeah. So She was power. going to be the ruler. Mm. Her father wanted her to be the ruler, but... Conspiracy. She had like seven brothers and, you know, nobody could accept a woman as the king. But she, they made her the marshal because she was like, nobody could beat her. So is this your first uh, collab with your parents? First um, collab with your I mom? I have worked on the Queen Anu. Queen Anu, I was, it was actually, the title in English is Warrior Princess as well. It's okay. about another Mongolian queen. Wow. Um, yeah, I worked with them a little bit on that as well. But I'm working more on this one. So me yeah. and my boyfriend are working in the team of fundraising on like um, Indiegogo website, you know, like Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we're working on that okay. to raise some funds. That's and awesome. I How's that going? It's good. I just have lots of translating to do. <laughs> ah, of course. Yeah, and translating and I also have to translate the script. And yeah. See, and, I, um, I love that like... I know we're wrapping it up, but we could probably talk about this for hours as well. But it's like, I love it that you're still young and at the same time, yet you're not falling under this trap of like um, treading water. Like you're not treading water, you're constantly going forward. Like since mm-hmm. I've known you to now, mm-hmm. you're just constantly progressing, you know? And it's like a lot of people that I know don't do that. They don't progress. Yeah. Like, because... I look back and look at where everyone is now and a lot of people are still sort of in the same place. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because they don't have that that um, natural, obsessive, compulsive nature. Like, yeah. you can't just be happy with one job because I already know you rose the daydreams. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. your head <laughs> is always hungry, mm-hmm. always hungry for more. Yeah. Just more. Yeah. And, and it's like... And it's like you just rattled off so many things that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it might be, it might even come across intimidating to a lot of people because mm-hmm. maybe they just go to get up and go to work mm. and come home and maybe think about starting another project, but like not juggling five other projects. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much, you know, it's an interesting topic to end on, but it's like, it is what we do, right? 
Yeah. It's like I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that you're not just doing one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like um But it's also cuz I can't <laughs> I like so many things. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. like I can't decide anything as my main passion. They're all main passions. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I I also am the same and I also know that if I concentrated on maybe one thing I'd get there quicker. Yeah. But then what if that p- thing doesn't end up working out? Mm-hmm. Then maybe I missed an opportunity. Mhm. With another yeah. thing. So that's why I look up, up to you. You're, <laughs> that's why you're my mentor. <laughs> Actually, uh, when I, I first never, I met never. you, I was like, I, will, I want to be like the female Justin Fox. No way. <laughs> yeah, but but I, don't, I don't offer advice though. Uh, but you just think. do. You're just, I just like... Um, I don't think... I, I think that's dangerous so to of offer advice. advice. I think it's dangerous. I think I just tell you <laughs> I, I don't know i don't i still don't think i offer advice but it's interesting that people seem you give to, ideas and you express i just talk a lot of shit so <laughs> yeah i talk your ear off but it's good that you're talking back you know what i mean i think in the beginning it was like just me talking your ear off <laughs> now now i'm listening I was to young you sometimes. and be shy to meet you first and you're like Big personality, you know, yeah. full of things to say, and I'll just like. But you're the one with the surname Bold. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Bold Hoig, but yeah. Yeah, true. Mm, bold, yeah. Well, that's interesting. You, but I like Rosamina Bold. It's um, yeah. strong and soft. Yeah. That juxtaposition. I don't know if my cousins are happy for stealing their surname because in Mongolia we officially carry our father's name as a surname, even okay. though we still have a family name. So actually, my family name is Nomch. Oh. Which means the well, intellect, which oh, is okay. pretty cool as well. Well, it doesn't have quite a ring on it. Oh, no. So, my uncle's name is Bold. And my dad's name is Boltweig. But Boltweig is too hard to pronounce yeah, yeah. in English. So, I carry my uncle's name. Yeah. So, we basically, I just stole my four, like four other cousins' surnames. They're all four girls. They're all Bold, you know. It's still <laughs> I don't know if they're happy. <laughs> yeah. It's but, still um, similar. And it's yeah, still, it is pretty similar. Yeah. It's not like yeah. a complete made up star mm. name. Yeah. So, you're all right. Yeah, so I'm so super excited to work in the film project. I yeah. will be going to Mongolia in July and physically work in the film as I one love of that. the. As and you the, love that too, right? That yeah, you're going back. as the assistant director, and yeah. I'll probably do some small role as well, a small cheeky role. You have to, <laughs> you have to. But um, yeah, I can't pull an arch or anything like that. So, but, you but know, I don't even mind like a little uh, concubine role. It's just for the fun of it. <laughs> It's so good that you're going back and often too. Do you know what I mean? It's so good that like you're not just from there. You're Mm -hmm. actually going back there, which means there's that direct link that gives you more oomph to your name and respect. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not like you're just cashing in on the fact that you were born there. You're actually doing stuff there. Yeah, I really want to do more stuff. It's almost like dream From Mongolia. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It's almost like you, you, the, the most famous directors, when they shoot a film in France, it's because it really is in France, not in a set. Mm-hmm. It's because they really go there yeah, yeah. and, and touch the dirt and touch the ground. So... I like that. Even the, 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 the fridge magnet that I have from oh, you. Yeah. It's, it's so Mongolian, you know? It's so awesome. It's like... Yeah, I'm so happy to find uh, the right owner. But it's so good. Like, I was so ha- I'm so happy with it because it's not something that was, you know, ma- made in 
the wrong place or yeah. you know, it actually came from there not just something from ebay or something do you know what i mean yeah so it's like i, I love that so yeah thanks. my dad gave me this magnets to give out to my friends one of them is this gold genghis Khan. i'm like oh who would i give it to <laughs> people think genghis Khan is like a bad guy you know I who know, wants to have I it on me i'm like it's, it it's, it's, it's i gotta give it to justin <laughs> he's the only one who would really appreciate it oh, <laughs> and you did yeah so, Rosamina, yeah, thanks yeah. so much for yeah. coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I had a lot of fun. Cool. I hope we <laughs> don't get you. in too much trouble for <laughs> speaking our minds, but if so, so be it. Yeah, be it. We're always in trouble anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank thanks you. a lot. Till next time. Thanks next time. Thanks, guys. Awesome. So, that's what a podcast is like. Cool. It's pretty chill because... Yeah, it's really chill. Like, usually I would have...